Welcome to Maysville Baptist Church. We are delighted that you're with us today. Uh, we're going to have an awesome day of worship. Uh, my name is Pastor Shane Robertson. I'm the senior pastor here. Before we cut to our live video feed, let me encourage you to watch this little video about how you could help our ministry. God bless you, and we're looking forward to worship. Oh, man, I just went on my offering into the church. Oh, that's great. Did you know that you can give online? Oh, really? Yeah, online. I'm going to do that. All right. Chris, what are you doing, man? I'm giving to the church. I'm giving online. That's not what I meant. But it's online. So church, these are the four ways you can give. Through the mail, online at our website, through text message, which you can find out the details on our website, how to do that, through the other ways to give tab, and through our app, the Shelby Next app. Church, we want to say thank you for being faithful during these times, allowing us to continue to do the ministry. May God bless you. Good morning, church. It's good to have you in the Lord's house today. What a joy it is to be with you in your living room or office or vehicle or wherever you are today via social media. It is a joy to be able to be together. I want to welcome each one of you, those of you that are watching by our website. Welcome. We're delighted you're with us. Those that are watching uh, via YouTube, we are glad that you're here as well. 
And then those that are watching via Facebook, it is so good to see you. Hey, everybody, it is so good that you're tuning in to uh, view us today. We are delighted to be able to worship together. Can you believe this is week number seven we're going into? And uh, we haven't been to church uh, in, at Maysville here in this room in seven weeks, but we have continued for seven weeks to be together as the body of Christ continuing to meet, continuing to worship God, continuing to praise His great name. And I can't tell you what a joy it is to be your pastor. I want to thank you for all the little notes, all the cards, all the wonderful messages that uh, you've sent to encourage my heart. Thank you. I love you. And we are praying for you as a staff. And we can't wait to get back and everything get back to normal. We are praying about a target date when the Lord might have us to come back. We will be watching this week as uh, things are beginning to open back up, and we want to make sure that we keep everyone safe, and we're grateful for the technology that God has given us, and so you just keep praying, and we're going to keep praying, keep seeking God's face, and we're going to have a great time uh, today and in days to come. Don't forget about our Wednesday night Bible studies. Let me encourage you to jump online on Wednesday nights and be a part of those Wednesday night Bible studies. Just go to the website. Scroll down, if you would, on that homepage to the midweek services and by our midweek Bible studies. Find your category and department, click on that, and that'll get you to where you need to be on Wednesday nights. Also, don't forget about Sunday school. Man, we've got Sunday school classes and Bible studies happening all week long. And so let me encourage you to get involved in a small group. If you're not in a small group Bible study, then please reach out by way of uh, text messaging or by calling the church or by sending us an email. You can find all the staff's email addresses. Let me encourage you to send an email to one of us, and we'll make sure that we get that information to Pastor David and get you plugged in a Sunday school class. Uh, Those that are involved in the Sunday school slash Bible studies, I hope you're enjoying that. Man, it's been a joy to be able to see you guys jump on board and uh, uh, be a part of that. Well, we're delighted again to our guests that are watching, uh, not just here at Maysville Baptist Church, but those of you that are watching all over the state of Georgia and all over the United States and around the world. Welcome. We're delighted you're here. Church, would you do me a favor? Would you look down, if you're on Facebook, look down in the comments page. If you see someone you don't recognize or if you're a first-time guest here, let us know if you're a guest at Maysville. Say, hey, this is my first time watching. Let one of our church members reach out to you just to welcome you and say hello to you. And uh, again, we're delighted that you're with us uh, today. Hey, let me, I want to say this. I want to thank you for your faithfulness, not just in your giving. You've been faithful in your giving, but you've also been faithful in your attendance and watching. Thank you so very much for that. Uh, It is a joy to uh, read the reports every week to see how many people are watching, how many people are jumping on board. And I, I appreciate all of your faithfulness in that. With that in mind, again, some of you have contacted me a couple of weeks ago and said, Pastor, when this stimulus check comes in, I want to do something special uh, for the Lord with some of that, those funds. And so what we did is we set up a silo account, and that silo account helps local small businesses. And so every Monday or throughout the course of the week, we pick a, a small business to bless and we take them uh, a financial gift just to tell them that we love them. We are uh, focusing right now on church businesses, folks in our church that have small businesses. We were able to bless a business last week, and uh, man, it was just such a blessing. I want to thank you for having that thought and thinking about that. If that's something you'd like to participate in, again, that ministry is called Silo. All you have to do is just write uh, Silo on the memo line of your gift, Uh, And let us know that's where you want that to go, and we'll make sure that's taken care of. Now, let me say this. That silo is above our tithes and offerings, and so that is something extra that we're doing just to bless our community and to bless those businesses within our church. So if you'd like to do that, you can bring that by the church tomorrow from 9 to 12. People are dropping off their offerings and their giving from 9 to 12 on Monday. I'm here. I'm able to come out and see and say hello to you. And that's been a real joy to be able to do. So let me encourage you to do that if you're looking for uh, that opportunity. Again, it is a joy to have you here. I want to pray for you. I want to ask God's blessing upon you. 
And then let me encourage you, get your children around the, around the screen, around the TV, the phone, whatever you're using today. And uh, Pastor Jacob's got a word we're going to be talking about today from the Word of God, how to build our faith in an uncertain world. We may look out in our world and say, man, there's so much uncertainty out there today. How can we build our faith? We're going to be looking at that today. We're praying that God would help us to build up our faith during this time as we become closer and closer to Jesus Christ and be more in His image. I love you. I'm looking forward to preaching the Word of God today. Let me pray, and let's let Pastor Jacob talk to our children for a minute. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to be together online. I pray for each and every family, Lord. It is a joy to be in their homes. Thank you for our guests that are watching, Lord, uh, not just here locally in our community, but around the world. Lord, I pray that your word would reach down deep into the well of our hearts. And God, that that truth would be drawn up today. And Lord, I pray that we would find that there's great hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to walk away different today. When we, when we cut off our televisions today, I pray that we'll have a more stronger walk with you. I pray that we'll be challenged from the word of God. And Lord, I ask in the name and through the blood of Jesus that you would help us to be more like you. God, thank you for this opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray your blessings on our worship today. We love you and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey kids, hey families, it's good to see each and every one of you here this morning. Before we get started on our new lesson for this morning, we want to look back and we want to see what you guys have accomplished this past week. If you remember, last week we talked about patience, and we got to learn in God's Word that we are to wait on the Lord. And so some of you guys participated, a lot of you guys did, but I, was, I had the privilege of receiving some of the work you guys have done. So, for example, Miss Bryn here colored a sheet d demonstrating how our need for patience. So that's Miss Bryn, and we have Miss Lakin also was demonstrating our need for patience. We also have uh, Mr. Logan, Mr. Logan Flowers has also um, created a picture and uh, described us uh, our need for patience. Miss Abby Flowers did the same thing. Great job, Miss Abby. And we also have Mr. Calvin. Mr. Calvin Flowers, the whole family got involved. Look at that. Awesome. Good job. We got a few more here that we want to share. Miss Kinsley did a great job on that. Thank you for sending that in. And then we've got Mr. Andrew Johnson also. Uh, demonstrating his need and our need for patience. And last but not least, Mr. Rogan. Good job there. And he's, he's coloring uh, this past Wednesday. We learned how God met and called Moses. And so good job on that. But here's the deal. This morning we're going to be talking about, and Pastor Shane's already mentioned it, how do we build our faith in an uncertain world or a world that we can't really control? So here's, here's how, how, how I want to start. I love to greet people. One of the things I love to do when I go to church or I meet people out in public is to shake their hand or to give them a hug. I absolutely love to do that. Um, what I like to call, I, like, I call them bro hugs. And so I love to give bro hugs. And some people aren't comfortable with that, but I love it, okay? So here's the deal. How about you? Do you like to greet people? Do you like to shake people's hands? Do you like to give them hugs? Here's the deal. What I would love for us to do, I would love for us to practice some ways that we can be careful in interacting and greeting people whenever we're able to get back together. We know that we've got to be careful because there's a virus going around, and so we have to be careful with how we interact with people. So what I want you guys to do, I want the kids, I want moms, I want dad, I want anybody in the house, so you guys go ahead and get ready. We're going to practice some greetings to help us whenever we get back together. You guys ready? All right, this first one, I like to call this one the Gary Black, okay? So the Gary Black is you put your elbow out and you just rub elbows, okay? So I want you to try that at home. Go ahead and, and find your mom or your dad or sibling and call it the Gary Black, and I want you to rub your elbows together, okay? Awesome. All right, good job, good job. The next one is called the Salute. Now that one's pretty, I don't have to explain it a whole lot, but it's just literally when you walk down the hallway, you look at somebody, how you doing? And you salute them. And you say, hey, I'm just acknowledging that you're there. Uh, this, this third one, I learned this one when I was in Cambodia. And in Cambodia, you don't shake hands, but when you meet someone, you bow. So you guys try that at home. Go ahead and bow to, to your mom or your dad or sibling. Just bow down. 
And that's saying, look, I, I'm acknowledging you. I acknowledge that I care about you, and I want to respect you. And so we're just going to bow as we get on the hallway, okay? Uh, we'll try that whenever we get back. The last one I want to introduce to you, this one I call the Fonz. Now, some of you guys may not know the Fonz, but the Fonz is this. Hey! I want you guys to try that at home. So just look at your mom and dad and go, hey, like that. And that's all about the fines. We may even try this when we get back. So just to make sure that we're safe. These are alternative ways to greet our brothers and sisters in Christ. I can't, I can't wait to try those out. So here's the point. The point is this. Just like we have to practice having proper greetings to make sure everyone's safe and everyone's good to go, we also need to practice um, learning how to trust and to have faith in God. Now, the question is, how do we have faith and trust in God? How do we, how do we practice those things? Well, some people call this spiritual disciplines. That's a big word, but really what it means is this, is that we practice things that help us trust in God. So I'm going to give you just an example of things that you guys can do at home this week to build your faith in God. And anybody can do this. Whether you're young or old, uh, whether you're a boy or a girl, anybody can do this. So here's number one. We can read God's word. So I want to encourage you every day this week to read God's word. How about this? We can pray. I want you to be encouraged that you can pray to God and that the prayer of the righteous, it accomplishes much. So if you read the word, you obey God, and you pray to him, God will interact with you, and God wants to do that. How about this? We can meditate on God's word. That means that we think about it. We, I, we don't just read it and just move on, but we read God's word and we think about God's word. And then we've got, we can worship God. We can worship God with music, and we can worship God with the way that we live our lives. That's another way that we can build faith in God. We can journal, we can write down what God's teaching us, we can give, we can serve, we can evangelize, that means we can go share Jesus with others. These are all examples of spiritual disciplines that you and I can do, and we can build our faith in God. Now, I want us to move on from this. Our Bible timeline for today, we're going to be looking at the book of Colossians. It's a great, great book in the New Testament and we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And this is going to help us to understand our need to practice and to build up our faith in God. So here it goes. It says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Listen, folks, this is what God has called us to do. He has called us to pursue himself. And we do that through all the spiritual disciplines that we mentioned just a minute ago. So our big picture question is this. How, can, how do we continue to have faith? And how do we continue to have trust in God in the ups and the downs of life? Well, the way that we do that is by practicing those spiritual disciplines. Again, let's read God's word. Let's pray. Let's worship. Let's evangelize. Let's share Jesus with other people. Let's do all these things and more so we can grow in our faith. Okay? All right, let's pray, and then we're going to shift over. Let's pray together. Father, we pray to you. We thank you, God, that you've, a, you've given us the gift of spiritual disciplines God, we thank you that you've allowed us to have your word. We thank you, God, that you allow us to talk to you. We thank you, God, that you allow us to serve and many other things that you allow us to do. God, I pray for those of you, uh, for those out there that have faith in you. God, we praise you for that. We thank you for that. But God, for those who do not have faith in you, God, we pray that they would just pray a simple prayer like this. God, you are the creator of all things, and that makes you the ruler of all things. We have broken your rules. We have sinned against you. But God, you have sent your son Jesus to be the forgiveness of our sins so that if we believe and trust in Jesus, we can be called your child forevermore. And all this, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that particular lesson for this morning. Hey, we've got some activity sheets for you guys to participate in. Whenever Pastor Shane starts preaching, kids, I would love for you to... Go ahead and start coloring and go ahead and start your word search. 
And this right here is going to help you to understand what it means to prepare ourselves and build up our faith in God. Now, now that we've done that, let's worship together the Lord of Lords and let's do it as a family. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jacob. Uh, this morning, God is truly the reason that we're here and he's the reason that we sing. And so this morning, uh, as Miriam leads the first song for us, it's open up the heavens. So would you stand and sing with us this morning? Saved, shout it out this morning. There is a river of gladness that pours from Emmanuel's veins. The sinner was plunged beneath the flood and God saved. Since then I walk in forgiveness. Was he 
All of it. The chains of the past are broken and last. I got saved. Oh, I got saved. I'm undone by the mercy of Jesus. I'm undone by the goodness of the Lord. I'm restored and made right. He got a hold of my life. I got Jesus. How could I want more? I've received nothing but goodness. I've tested and tasted your grace. I was so lost till I fell at the cross and got saved. Oh, I got saved. Thank God for Jesus. How could I want anything more? He is the reason we're here today, because of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope you have your Bibles this morning, and let me encourage you to find that little place over in Colossians chapter number 2. If you need to go get a fuel up on coffee, now's the time to do it. Go get it quick and get back to your chair so that we can look at this passage of Scripture together. God bless you so much for tuning in. Welcome. If you're just now joining us, it is good to see you today. God bless you for being here at Maisel Baptist Church. We're delighted that you're with us. Colossians chapter number 2. We're looking at verses 6 and 7 as our springboard verse. And we're going to be dealing with this topic, building your faith in an uncertain world. Building your faith in an uncertain world. Look at what Paul says as he writes to the church at Colossae, beginning in chapter number 2, verse number 6. He says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Paul is encouraging the church to walk in Jesus Christ. And as they walk in Jesus Christ as born-again children of God, there ought to be some things that are happening in us as our faith is being built up. Look at what he says. He says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. As we are now entering into week number seven, we must always remember, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, to be thankful we have so much to be thankful for. I mean, just think about all the blessings of God. Think about the things that we have to be thankful for. Isn't it a beautiful day today? I'm so thankful for technology that we can come for you today, come to you through, your, through, these, uh, through this venue, through this avenue. I'm thankful for the Word of God today. I'm thankful most of all for my salvation. I've got so much to be thankful for. 
Some out there today says, man, I, I can't focus on the good things. I, uh, things are just so bad in our culture today. Things are just so wrong in our day today. Things are so awful in our world today. Oh, brothers and sisters, as a born-again child of God, I'm rooted in Jesus Christ. I'm built up through the Word of God, and I've got assurance that I know that I know that I know that if I die today, I'm going to heaven. I'm telling you, watch the truth. I'm so saved. I can swing over hell on a dry corn stalk. I'm telling you what, thank God for salvation. Man, we got some things to be thankful for. Man, we can get to muddy grubs and we can walk around, oh, pitiful me, bless our hearts, we can't get out, we can't do this, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we upset when the governor shuts us down. Oh, we upset when the governor opens up. Bless God, I'm not upset, I'm rejoicing because Jesus is alive. And I'm healthy. And I praise God for that. I, I read a story that this week, I found this to be fascinating. I read a story this week about uh, some Dutch scientists who conducted a study about the psychology of adversity. And they took 40 people, and they, took, and they put them on, on, on two different sides, not, not seeing each other, not talking to one another. They went to the first 20, and they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hook up some equipment to you, and we're going to give you 20 strong electrical shocks. We're not going to tell you when they're going to happen, but they're going to be 20 strong electrical shocks that's going to, we're going to give you. And then they went to the second group and they told them the same thing, but with a twist. They said, we're going to give you 20 electrical shocks, but only three of them are going to be really strong. 17 of those shocks are going to be very, very mild. And they sat back and they watched as these two groups experienced adversity. And here was the results. The results were the individuals that had the 17 mild shocks had more adversity. Their heart rhythms were raised greater than those that had the 20. And what they found out was that the second group sweated more, experienced all this frustration and pent up inside, and they could not believe it. And it was just this uncertainty that they had. The uncertainty caused their discomfort more than the intensity of the shock. We're living in a day where this uncertainty can cause us to have such a discomfort that we begin to have a breakdown of our faith. Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ did not allow this thing to happen that's going on in our world today for no good. He allowed it to happen for our good. Remember what the scripture says. All things work together. All things work together for your good that are called according to his purpose to those that love God. I'm telling you what, we are going through what we're going through today in our world because God is trying to tell us something. And I know what he's trying to tell us as born-again children of God. He's telling us to grow up. Grow up in your faith. Don't depend upon the president. Don't depend upon the economy. Don't depend upon your retirement. Don't depend upon your health. Depend upon Jesus Christ. Depend upon him. And so how can we, as born-again children of God, living in these uncertain times, how can we, as we start this week seven, maybe we're experiencing some discomfort in our life. Maybe we seem to be failing in our faith. And maybe, and I'm going to tell you what, so how do you know, pastor, if you're failing in your faith? You watch the words you say. Go back this week on your social media accounts and look at some of the things that you said. Were they things that built people up? Were they words of encouragement? A lot of times we think that that passage of Scripture, and I'm going to deal with it here in a minute, speak the truth in love. We think that that just means we can just be dogmatic and just, I mean, bless God, let me tell you what. No, no, speaking the truth in love is knowing, knowing that even in the midst of, a, of uncertainty, Jesus Christ is still on the throne. 
Now, I know that everybody can't be, uh, have optimism 100% of the time. I understand that. We get discouraged. We get upset. Uh, we get down in the dumps. But here, listen to me, brothers and sisters. As, as children of God, as faith people, if we truly believe that God's got the whole world in his hand, if we truly believe the word of God is truth and that he's going to take care of us, and if the Word of God says nothing can separate us from the love of God, then why can we not get ourselves in a position to say, I might not understand this right now, but God is using this to my good, and here's what I'm learning through it. Here's the one thing that I've learned this week. I want to challenge you. I want you to look at, at each and every day and ask God, God, what can you teach me today? To build up your faith so that you can come closer in a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So well, how can I do that, Pastor? So how can I build my faith in this uncertain world? This morning, I want to give you three practical things. Three practical things that you can do to help build your faith this week. Here's some things that we can work on. Let me give them to you. Number one, the first one is this. If you want to build up your faith in an uncertain world, then you must feed your faith by reading the Word of God. Feed your faith by reading the Word of God. God has given us time now to read His Word. We must read the Word of God if we're going to feed our faith. Uh, I'm telling you what, I was watching an a, uh, interview uh, online from one of my friends who's a, a pastor uh, in, uh, uh, in the state of Georgia. And he was uh, interviewing uh, this gentleman that sings with uh, Avalon. And as he was interviewing viewing him, uh, this singer was just simply saying, he says, look, he says, we, we, we don't watch the, the news this week. We, we, we have taken a news fast. And the reason why is because we want to focus on building our faith. Now, we all want information. We all want to know what's going on in our world today. But I'm telling you, you can listen to the news so much. My stars, if you listen to the 24-hour news cycle every minute of every day, no wonder you're looking like that little guy on Hee Haw. Bloom, despair, and agony on me. Oh, it's bad. Bad. And the Bible tells us that as born-again Christians, we are to be rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. Did you say, look at the Bible again. Look at this passage of Scripture in Colossians chapter uh, number 2. Uh, look at what he says there in verse number 7. He uses this term, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. Now, look at that word rooted, if you could. That word rooted is talking about deep roots that go deep down into the ground. I, I read this week... Uh, you, the, the farmers out there, you cattle farmers and, and, and crop farmers, you, you, you know exactly uh, what I'm talking about when I talk about the Canadian thistle. Uh, the Canadian thistle is a weed that is detrimental to farmers. And if you don't deal with that weed, if you don't deal with that thistle, it can reach depths in your soil to, at, to 15 feet. And it will destroy a pasture. Left alone, it will overtake that pasture. The cows won't eat it. Uh, they will not touch it with a 10-foot pole. It will kill everything. It is a deep-rooted, awful perennial that will absolutely eat up everything around you. Dear brothers and sisters, as awful as that plant is, it is rooted in the ground. And it goes deep, deep, deep. And you've got to take care of it if you're a farmer. In the same manner, our lives as born-again children of God are too to be rooted in Jesus Christ. And there are to be deep roots that go deep, deep, deep down. And we should not be a thistle, but we ought to be a thanksgiving people. Did you see what he said there in the passage? He says there in the passage, abounding therein with thanksgiving. The one thing we ought to be known for is a thankful people. Dear brothers and sisters, what are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for? Man, I know you're thankful for your church. I'm so grateful for that. Some of you are so kind. Thankful for your pastor. Y'all were so sweet. Thankful for Jesus. 
thankful for the Word of God, don't ever forget to be thankful. Did you know that was one of the primary, the primary sins in regards to Sodom and Gomorrah? They forgot how to be thankful. Every civilization that has its downfall, they forget to recognize the position of being thankful before God. Let us not forget to be thankful before God. And the greatest way to be thankful before God is to read the Word of God. Listen to what Psalms 34, 8 says. In Psalms chapter 34, verse number 8, the Bible says this, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, brothers and sisters, don't ever forget to taste the Word of God and see that the Lord is good. How about this one? Psalms chapter 119, 103. Here's one to focus on this week where the Bible says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Yeah, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Oh, brothers and sisters, the Word of God is sweet. And it is so sweet, it's like honey to our mouth. And, and someone might say, well, Pastor, I, I, I don't understand everything that I read in the Bible. I, I struggle. When I read the Scriptures, I don't understand all, everything that I read. Listen to me very carefully. I heard this story. This is a beautiful, a beautiful story. It touched my heart when I read this. There was a, a grandfather in eastern Kentucky who lived with his grandson. And every day, that grandpa would take the Word of God and he would read the Bible with his grandson every day. His grandson so desperately wanted to be like his grandfather, he would go to his room and get a Bible, and he would get his Bible and set it down, and he would read as his grandfather would read. And as he was reading the Word of God one day, he looked up at his grandfather, and he says, uh, Grandfather, he says, I I I'm really struggling with this. I try to read the Bible just like you, but i got to be honest with you. I don't understand it. And what I do understand, it seems that I forget just as soon as I close the book. Grandfather, I, I'm curious. What is the use in reading the Word of God if I don't understand it and if I forget it? The grandfather closed his Bible and he got up from the chair and he walked over to the stove and there he had a coal, old coal stove and he took some coal out of the basket and he put it in the stove and he was heating up the stove and he got the last bit of coal out and put it into the stove and he took the coal basket and he turned to his grandson. He said, Grandson, he said, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take this bucket or take this basket and I want you to take it to the well and I want you to fill it up with water and bring it back to me. I want a basket of water. The grandson took the basket and he went down to the well and he got some water and he poured the water in it and he went back to his grandfather and he kind of smiled and said, Grandfather, this ain't going to work, Papa. This ain't going to work. He said, I tried to put water in this basket, and it just leaked out. I don't understand what you're wanting me to do, but this water's not going to work. He said, he, the grandfather said, son, go try again. You're just not running fast enough. So the little boy took uh, the basket. He went back to the well. He put more water in it, and he ran just as fast as he could back to the grandfather. Sure enough, he got to the grandfather, and there was no water in the basket at all. And he looked at grand, his grandfather. He said, grandfather, I told you, this is about the dumbest thing. This is not going to work. This is a basket. He put the basket down on the ground. He picked up a bucket. He said, let me go get you some water out of this bucket. And the grandfather said, no. I don't want a bucket of water. I want a basket of water. You're just not running fast enough. Go try it one more time. The boy in frustration picked up the basket and he ran back to the well and he plunged it down into the water and back up and plunged it again and back up and plunged it again and back up and he got it as soaking wet as he possibly could and he brought it up and he ran just as fast as he could back to his grandfather and he said, Grandfather, here's the basket of water and it was completely empty. He said, Grandfather, I told you this is not going to work. I told you that this is not going to happen. You cannot fill a basket with water. It's useless, Grandpa. And the grandfather looked at his grandson. He said, it's useless, huh? He said, son, look at the basket one more time. And the boy took the basket and he looked at the basket and he finally saw what his grandfather was trying to do. He wasn't trying to get a basket full of water. He was getting the basket clean with the water. Every time that boy put that basket in the water and lifted it up, the coal dust would come away 
from that basket. And that basket looked like it was brand new to that grandfather. He said, grandson, you may not understand when you read the Word of God. And you may oftentimes forget when you read the Word of God. But never forget the cleansing power of the Word of God. It'll cleanse you from this dirty, sick world. Brothers and sisters, if we are going to continue down this trail of growing in our faith, then we must feed our faith by reading the Word of God. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 26. He says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You see, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And just because we may not understand it doesn't mean we're not learning anything. If you want to grow in your faith, brothers and sisters, you've got to feed your faith through reading the Word of God. Number two, let me give you a second one very quickly. The second thing I want you to see is if we're going to grow our faith in uncertain in an uncertain world, then we have to live out our actions. We've got to live out our faith with our actions. Live out your faith with your actions. When you read the Word of God, just don't commit it to memory. Commit it to your life. Commit it to your life. Let me give you three keys, if I could, to living your faith. Here are three keys to living your faith. Number one, the first one is this. What you do in life will be a reflection of what you learned. What you do in life will be a reflection of what you've learned. Think about what you've learned today. Some of you in the business world. Some of you have learned business. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had a nightmare last night. I, I did. It was a bad dream. I don't normally remember nightmares or bad dreams. I normally have, but I had one last night. The dream I had last night is that I was taking a math test. I'm not very good at math, especially this newfangled math that we have to teach uh, the, the children now and all this stuff. I, I just It blows my mind. But in regards to this, I, 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 was, I was struggling with it. I had to sit down and take a math test. And, and I, I didn't have one single answer. And I look back on my life, I've never been really good at math. Never been really good at it. As a matter of fact, when you look at the course of my life, there's one thing that I know since I've been 14 years of age, the one thing that I've learned over the course of my life is church business. That, that, that's it. Since 14 years of age... Church has been everything that I've learned. Oh, don't get me wrong. I, I went to school. I went to college. I got myself an education. I mean, I, I got it all. I can butcher the English language. I don't know any more than I knew when I first started. The only thing that I've been living my life through is church business. I understand that this is God's church. This is His bride. It all belongs to Him. It ain't my church. It ain't your church. It ain't the deacon's church. It ain't the trustee's church. It ain't the finance team's church. It's his church. And because it's his, he's going to do with it what he wants. And he's put me as the under-shepherd here at Maysville Baptist Church. And now the Lord has extended our tent post as people are watching all over the world today. Part of one body. Part of one body in Jesus Christ. And as we are in one body, we are living out our faith with our actions. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be like Jesus as I pastor this church. And what I've learned in life will be reflected in my life. What you've learned in your life will be reflected in your life. John chapter 8 verse 38 says this, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen of your father. Man, I, I don't know about you, but I've seen God do some great things. Great things. I've seen God heal the sick. I, I've seen God do amazing things, meet financial needs. I'm talking about uh, take a, an old, a sick baby on a deathbed and raise that child up. Cause a mother that has not been able to get pregnant to have a baby. God is an awesome God. And I can only testify to the things that I've seen him do. We will live out our faith with our actions. And if you've seen God do great things, 
You'll never forget it. Let me ask you this. What have you seen God do in your life today? I had one church member. He'd always say, I'd ask him, I'd say, how you doing? He'd say, well, I woke up this morning and my toes were wiggling. It's going to be a great day. Oh, brothers and sisters, it's going to be a great day. Focus on Jesus. Number two, let me give you a second verse. Here's the second, or the second point that I have for you in living out your faith with your actions. Here's another key. Our greatest desire should be for our lives to reflect his instructions. What is your greatest desire today? Our greatest desire ought to be to reflect his instructions. What are the instructions of Jesus Christ? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. To share our faith. Dear brothers and sisters, we have got ourselves in a place today where we have an amazing opportunity. Uh, We have more friends on social media than you can ever imagine. There are more lost people watching us and paying attention to us than ever before. And just because we're social distancing, that does not mean we're axing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean that we're not called to share. It doesn't mean we're not called to say hello or to be friendly or to be kind. Bless God, I was in Walmart the other day. And... uh, You you can't social distance in Walmart. You just, I mean, bless God, you can't do it. I I don't care how, I mean, you you try, you're buggy. I mean, it looked like everybody acting like everybody got leprosy. Just, man, smile, say hello. Hey, how you doing? And I come around the corner one time and, and almost hit this lady. Her and her husband were shopping. He was so rude. He said, woman, look at where you're going. Woman, he, I'm going to get rid of you. And he was dead serious. We're living in a world of frustration today. When we ought to be looking each other through the eyes of Jesus. It's okay to tell people hello. It's all right to wave at people. You can social distancing and still speak kind words. We find here that our greatest desire ought to be to reflect his instruction. So, look here. When you go to the Home Depot, and that's where everybody seems to be right now, reflect Jesus. When you go to the supermarket, reflect Jesus. Wherever you go, dear brothers and sisters, reflect. Jesus Christ. And then number three, here's the third one. Faith must be in action or it will, it will always be inactive. Faith must be in action or it will always be inactive. Uh, we find here, James said this. James says, even so faith in James chapter 2. James chapter 2 verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. You see, dead faith doesn't have any actions. But a live faith, reflecting the image and the instruction of Jesus Christ, has action to it. So keep writing those cards. Keep writing those letters. Keep saying truths on social media. Keep putting out the truth on social media. Keep letting people know that God's got this. Keep encouraging and build up your faith. As you live out your faith with your actions. And then let me give you the third one this morning and we'll be done. Here's the third point. The third point I want to give you in relationship to building your faith in an uncertain world. Speak the truth to grow your faith. Speak the truth to grow your faith. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15. We all remember that passage. But speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. May grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. The Bible says we are to speak the truth in love. And we ought to speak truth to grow our faith. 
Your boldness and your faith will open doors of opportunity for you. I, I love pre- preaching. I, I loved preaching revivals when I used to, used to go and do that. Man, one of my favorite things is to go and to preach at a place where the people talk back to you. Bless God, I'm, uh, they, they, nobody hardly ever talks back to you today here in church because ain't nobody here. I, I mean, it, it just, I'm looking out and, and uh, I see a, a couple of folks out here that's helping me uh, run the sound and, and folks like that. You know, the singers are there and the musicians are there. And Keith Beecham's in the back back there and uh, Grant's back there helping. We got a grand total of, of I think, nine people here today. Uh, we almost hit our 10-person limit. But Dane, that, that, you know, we got over 400 seats in here and I'm looking at, at nine people. Uh, I, I'm just like, you know, it, 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 it'll just it'll bless your heart. Uh, some people say, I don't know how pastor does it. He tells a joke and nobody laughs. Bless God, I, I know because nobody's in the room. I, I, I'm used to that. I'm used to it. <laughs> in, re- in regards to this issue of building our faith and speaking the truth and, and knowing that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is here and that boldness and preaching in churches all around. I used to love it when people would speak back to me. I, I preached in this one church and and uh, man, it was uh, it was a multicultural church. Man, they about preached me half to death. There's a lady sitting on the front. She said, "Preach, preach, preach!" And I, man, um, the, it was like saying, "Sick them to a dog." Man, it was so much fun. But I heard a story about a preacher who was preaching to a congregation like that, and, and he said one Sunday morning, the preacher said, "This church is like a crippled man who needs to get up and walk into the power of Jesus." And the congregation said, "Let it walk, preacher. Let it walk." And the preacher got excited a little bit more, and he said, Man, this church, like Elijah on Mount Carmel, we got to run. And somebody stood up in the congregation and said, Oh, let's run, preacher, let's run. And the preacher got more and more excited. He said, Oh, this church has got to mount up with wings of eagles and fly. And the congregation said, Let us fly, let us fly, preacher. And the preacher said, Well, if we're going to do that, now the church is going to have to take up some money. And the congregation said, let it walk, preacher, let it walk. We are living in a day where the Lord Jesus wants us to fly. But all we're wanting to do is walk. I'm telling you what, God wants to take you to greater heights than you've ever been. God wants to do more in you and through you and with you than you've ever experienced. God wants to use us during this time. To build up our faith to the capacity that people see and know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13 says this. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Man, let's speak the truth. Speak the truth. We are coming back, and we're going to come back stronger than we've ever been. I believe that God's not done with us yet. I believe when we come back together at Maysville Baptist Church, will it be different? It will be a little bit different, but listen, we still serve the same God. He's still the same Jesus. God's not done with you. He's not done with us. He's trying to build our faith in Him. Not in the economy, not in your job, not in your investments, not in the president. In Jesus, he's building up your faith. Now, let me just say this, and I'm closing. Here's, here it is. I'm going to close my Bible up. I'm done. Here we are. Here, here it is. Here's the enemy. Here's the enemy of faith. The enemy of faith is negativity. That's the enemy. Negativity. And if you want your faith to diminish, if you want your faith to flatline, then you start being a negative person. You start looking at all the bad things that are happening. A sure way to be a person of doubt is to be a person of negativity. No, listen to me. If you want to get rid of doubt, you've got to starve it to death by not being a negative person. Don't be negative. Don't be a negative person. James chapter 1 verse 6 says this. Only it must be in faith that that he asks with no wavering. That is, no hesitation, no doubting. For the one who wavers is like a billowing surge out of the sea that's blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. Bless God, I'm not going to be tossed by the wind. I want to be secure in my faith. So I'm going to starve my negativity to death. 
If we want to have advantages in this life, then we need to understand our instruction manual, and that's the Word of God. And the Word of God says, speak the truth in love. I want to close this morning by simply saying this. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And the purpose and plan that God has for your life today is for your life to bring Him the most glory. And in order for your life to bring God the most glory, you first and foremost must know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. You must place your faith in Jesus. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. God wants you to be saved today. He provided the means and the ways. And that way is one way, Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by Jesus. Have you ever had that relationship with the Lord? Have you ever received Christ as Savior? If you've never done that today, I want to encourage you and challenge you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says if you'll confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So how do I do that, preacher? Dear brothers and sisters, if you're watching today, dear friend, if you're watching wherever you're at, why don't you stop right now and commit this to God? You say, man, I'm tired of being a negative person. I am so sick and tired of being lost. I don't know Jesus. I'm sick and tired of my life. I'm sick and tired of all this. Then just give it over to God. Why don't you do this right where you're sitting, friend? Just say, Lord Jesus. That's right, just right where you're sitting. Say, Lord Jesus. I commit my life to you. Right now, I ask you to save my soul. Today, I repent of my sin. And I trust you as my Savior. Thank you for saving me. I'll live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, dear friend, listen to me very carefully. It's not a prayer that saves you. You're saved by faith. And today you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ. I would love to send you a book that I wrote many, many years ago. It's just a simple, simple little devotional book, seven days, just to take you through the first seven days of a new, of a new Christian, a new believer. I'd love to send that to you. Would you send me an email? Let me know you'd like that. I'll get it to you just as soon as I can. Maybe you're here today and you're a born-again child of God. But here, here's the thing. You've been struggling with negativity. You've been negative. The Lord's dealt with you on that today. You need to be building up your faith. I gave you three practical ways to do that. Why don't you put those into practice this week? Stop being negative. Let's start speaking the truth in love in a positive way. I want to tell you, church, how much I love you. Don't forget, tomorrow... I'm going to be right here at the church from 9 to 12. I'd love to say hello to you. love to see you. Keep sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Keep being faithful to the Lord. Keep tuning in. Remember, on Wednesdays around 12 o'clock, I'll go live and just give you a midweek kind of thing at, at 12 o'clock. And you can watch that anytime during the day, during the course of going into the weekend. Try to give you an update, give you a little word of encouragement there. And I will keep you posted as to what's happening here. I can't wait for it till we come back together as a church. But until that happens, I'll see you once again right here next Sunday, 930. God bless you so much. I love you. And I hope you have a blessed, prosperous Sunday morning. God bless you. Thank you so very much for, for worshiping with us today here at Maysville Baptist Church. Our purpose is loving God, loving others, and serving the world. As pastor here, one of my greatest uh, desires is that everyone would know that they're going to heaven when they die. Several years ago, I wrote a little track that says, You Can Know. I would love to send this track to you. If you would send me an email just letting me know you would like this little track, I'd be glad to drop it in the mail and send it over to you. Again, we are so grateful that you worshiped with us today. May the Lord bless you. Hope you tune in next week, and we'll see you right here at Maysville Baptist Church.